Good morning. I trust you're all feeling well this morning. I want to bring a message to you this morning about loneliness. Right back at the beginning of our Bibles in the book of Genesis, speaking about the creation that God made, at the end of each day, God said it was good. And at the end of the sixth day, he said it was very good. I believe the reason for the very good was because that on that sixth day, he saw something which he said, it is not good. This is what he said. It is not good that the man should be alone. So he created the woman, you remember, from Adam's side, from his own body, and brought her to him. And he said that she was bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Beautiful, that is. Read Genesis chapter 2, and you'll see the whole story. You see, togetherness is something that is very good in the eyes of God, and loneliness was never God's intention. Jesus said in John's Gospel, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. We know that, don't we, in horticulture and agriculture. He, of course, is that corn of wheat that died for us, in order that he might have us with him. You remember he said to his father, I will that those whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they might behold my glory. A verse that you've heard probably lots of times, at funerals particularly, says this, I go, said Jesus, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. One of the things that this pandemic has done is to cause so many people to suffer isolation and loneliness, particularly, I suppose, amongst the elderly. But there are also so many I know, and I may be speaking to some of them this morning, who have suffered the pain, the loneliness, and the loss of a spouse, or maybe a parent, or even a child in some cases. Not just through the pandemic, but through disease and illness and the sorrows of their death. The message of hope I would like to bring this morning is that of togetherness. There's a little two-letter word in First Thessalonians chapter 4 that says this, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You see, this chapter is speaking about sorrow. But not sorrow like those that have no hope. That's a dreadful expression. No hope. I, I, I have to say I tremble when I think of how those people must feel when they, lo when they lose a loved one. No hope. I trust that as a result of these messages that you hear, that everyone 
through faith in the Lord Jesus, will know what it is to have hope. Not the abstract, unfounded, hope it will be so. No, hope in the scriptures is a solid foundation of the promises of God. Something you can build your life and your eternity upon. But in this chapter, he's talking to believers. And the section concludes with, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So let's look at what's in between those two expressions. We have this little word, so. You see, it's a firm foundation of hope for the Christian and of particular comfort to the bereaved Christian that the Lord Jesus himself, the scripture says, he's not going to send an angel, he's going to come, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and so on. He's coming to take us to heaven. And we wonder whether whether his coming is much nearer than perhaps we realise. When he comes, there will be the resurrection of the believers' bodies who have already died. They, of course, in spirit and soul, are already with him. They will be, those bodies will be raised first and those of us who are still alive and remain when he comes will be caught up, raptured and together we shall meet the Lord in the air. Then comes that little word, and so shall we ever be with the, with the Lord. What does that mean? Well, it means, and in such a condition of togetherness shall we ever be with the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? For your bereaved heart this morning, dear fellow believer, your heart is breaking, perhaps. Your soul is wrenched. It's, it's, a, it's a grief that is just so unbearable, I, 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 I feel sure. And I know, because I've spoken to so many who feel that loss so keenly. The preeminent thing in this verse, of course, is that the believer is going to be with their precious Saviour. I'm going to see him face to face and I'm going to tell him then, face to face, how much I love him and for what, because of what he did for me upon that cross at Calvary. However, the comfort and encouragement, particularly being ministered to the believers here in this chapter, is that those bereaved ones are going to be eternally together with those who they're missing so much. As I've said, we're not sad for them because they're already with the Lord, which is very far better. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. They're enjoying his immediate presence right now. But in that day, together, with those that have gone on before, you and I, if we've trusted Christ as Saviour and made him our Lord, we're going to be together. Together with him forever and together with those who we love down here and with all the whole company of the redeemed. This is God's word of comfort 
in particular for the bereaved this morning and for those who are suffering loneliness perhaps at this particular time. God bless you.